0: I'm Danny Valentino, and welcome to Crypto on the Beat, a podcast that explores the relationship between music and cryptocurrency. Every episode, we break down the latest news in the space and are joined by some of the players on the cutting edge of these new trends that are helping to reshape our world. This is Crypto on the Beat. Coming up on this episode of Crypto on the Beat, all the headlines making waves in today's digital economy, plus my interview with Latasha, a one-time struggling artist who transitioned to Web3 to take control of her career and monetize her content, and now uses
1: her platform to teach other creators in the space. One day, my partner came into the room and was like, have you ever heard of crypto art? And I was like, nope. And he was like, there's art on the blockchain now. You could sell different types of art, including music. Didn't believe him, thought it was a lie, was super skeptical about it. And then started digging deeper as I watched him progress in it. And then February of 2021, I minted my first piece on Zora and became the first woman rapper on blockchain. We'll
0: get into all that and more in the full conversation coming up in just a bit. But first, let's check some headlines. Helix Records is about to become the first record label to bring its entire artist roster into the world of Web3. Created last year by Patrick Moxie, founder of the legendary dance label Ultra, Helix will launch an NFT membership pass starting next month. The Helix Records Genesis Pass will act as a digital passport. To the label's ecosystem, granting holders a free NFT from the label's artists and unlocking greater benefits later in the year, including VIP tickets, backstage passes, and more. Moxie, who played a big role in the success of Avicii, Kaigo, David Guetta, and more, is hoping to make NFTs in Web3 a foundational part of the new label. Very exciting. Legendary hip-hop artist Snoop Dogg has released a new album, his first since acquiring Death Row Records last year. And in true Snoop fashion, the release does include an accompanying NFT collection. Snoop continues to lead the way when it comes to blockchain and crypto adoption in the music industry. An early adopter himself, he famously offered his albums for sale in Bitcoin as far back as 2013 and more recently recreated his mansion in a metaverse project with Sandbox. And the Consumer Electronics Show recently wrapped up in Vegas with Web3 and the metaverse playing a very big role in many of this year's exhibits. LG announced that their next and smart TVs will feature NFT display and trading capabilities along with Metaverse access. Both HTC and Sony introduced new VR headsets, and even Apple, who wasn't at CES this year, began teasing the long-awaited release of their VR headset, which could arrive by the spring. So let's welcome to the show today's uh, featured guest. Uh, She is an independent music and visual artist. She is using NFTs and Web3 to monetize her work. And she's also using her platform to help educate other artists about the possibilities and the eventual benefits that Web3 can offer. She is definitely one of the artists to watch in the NFT space for 2023. Uh, Let's welcome to Crypto on the Beat, Latasha.
1: Hi. What's up? How are you guys doing?
0: Uh, We're doing good. And I have to say, before we get into it, you and I have something in common, because I saw on social media, you posted recently that you, at one time, had a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: And oh, my God.
0: I am I am guilty of the same sex. I mean, was, was it a party of five? Was it a movie or what?
1: <laughs> it was all of the movies um, that she was in. She did all the teen movies that I was in love with. And then, of course, um, what was the other movie, the scary movie that she did? I know what, what? you did last summer. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You already know. So I do. I- Obsessed,
0: obsessed. She also had a song that I don't think a lot of people knew about, but because I was like super fan, I think it was called "How Do I Deal," which I'd probably I probably listened I to. You that do, <laughs> okay?
1: <laughs> I, think I do remember that.
0: All right, we're going off. The, we're getting off to the crazy start here. So, <laughs> before we get into the Web three stuff, why don't you just give everybody a little bit of background on you? Uh, where are you from? Uh, tell us a bit about the the music that you make, and uh, just anything else that you might want to share with uh, with right. the audience.
1: So I'm Latasha. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I grew up on Flatbush, Brooklyn, little hip hop girl who used to listen to TLC in her headphones and Biggie and Jay-Z and all the things. Um, Didn't think I was going to become a rapper, but the universe was like, yeah, we're about to do this right out of college. I went to Wesleyan University and started doing ciphers and rapping while also working at a bank, a very scary bank that I won't mention. Um, And then... (laughs) (laughs) And then realized I really had an affinity and passion for music and a lot of people were catching on to what I was doing. I ended up opening for Kanye West, Q-Tip, Big Sean, uh, a a lineup of amazing talent, um, but also realized that the music industry was just not speaking to my affinity for fairness in the label structure, et cetera, et cetera. I have like a bit of a law background. So I understood how to read contracts and understood like the backgrounds of all of the things and every deal that I was getting, I was just like, this is impossible. And so I continued to walk on the journey of independence as an artist. I wanted to figure out how can I do this by myself, um, publishing, et cetera, et cetera. And did it for a while and well, but, you know, there was always this wanting to get rid of the middleman um, and just get direct to my consumer. And so the pandemic hit, we moved to L.A. right around that time. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what life is about to be. And then one day my partner came into the room and was like, have you ever heard of crypto art? And I was like, nope what's that? and he was like there's art on the blockchain now you could sell different types of art including music. Didn't believe him, thought it was a lie, was super skeptical about it. And then started digging deeper as I watched him progress in it. And then February of 2021, I minted my first piece on Zora and became the first woman rapper on blockchain and the story goes on and on. And it's
0: wild. Yeah, and we're going to talk about a <laughs> lot of it and uh, I mean you at one point you you were you were out surfing, you were homeless, and now you are one of the highest paid uh, Web three artists, and that's that's very exciting. You touched on this a little bit, and I, I want to like dive into it a little bit more. You started to break into music the traditional way, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you were dealing with record labels, things like that. You mentioned you had you know a bit of success, right? You were actually approached, and you were doing uh, you know some some opening for big names like you mentioned, Kanye, Big Sean. I mean, just what was your takeaway from that experience, and what about the record labels just turned you off?
1: I felt one opening for artists and doing all of that is incredible obviously and you grow a huge fan base out of that but it also isn't like you're really connecting with your community and your fans through those moments like you'll get these one-time moments they'll follow you on Instagram and Twitter but that's it right like mm-hmm. it's not like this deeper connection unless you continue to make music and release it and at that time I was broke so I couldn't be in the studio every week <laughs> and I couldn't be doing all the things to like be super consistent so I had to like figure out how to like keep up with the fan base so I was performing all the time so that was one side and then with the label situation it was constantly this conversation of you need to become more like this kind of rapper you need to be more in this box or sound like her or do this um for you to be successful and for me I just didn't want that I wanted to be fully myself. And that's a mix of all kinds of beings, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and the label structure didn't understand that. So when they would give me a deal, it would be very, very small. So I would be ending up with a very small advance and a very small royalty. And I was just like, this is impossible. How can artists be doing most of the work, touring, re- marketing, pushing all of their music and then only get like a 10 percent, 15 percent royalty out of their music that they're running up and advances that are like ten thousand dollars or less. I can't even survive off of that. And then 360 an artists, which means they take a part of everything. So I was just like, I'm not going to walk that route. I'm going to figure this independence out.
0: The freedom. That this offers you, and and not only financial freedom, but uh, Mm -hmm. also the freedom to be your true self, right? And that's one of the main appeals to you about Web3?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like with this space, it's beyond the music, which I think all musicians are feeling like we have to give a lot more than just music now to like really be seen. But with this space, I think I could offer doodles, I could offer my stories, I could offer my performance art, I could offer everything about me and my community really connects to Latasha, not only the music, but Latasha herself. And that has been really beautiful. And then the other side is this community that's growing out of it really wants to connect with the artists. I think most of my collectors, I have a deep conversation with, I've met at my shows. They want to get to like understand what I'm doing and even support further. Every collector that I have has either collected more than one or two pieces and has showed up to some of my events. And that creates this really deeper connection that I really am excited about.
0: So you did this first NFT and you sold, someone bought it the day that you put it up. I think it was for a pretty pretty decent sum. So you were like, okay, I'm going to do another one and then I'll do another one. And these all sold pretty quick. So Mm -hmm. in your mind, you're thinking like something is clicking. You famously said now that you made more money in a summer doing Mm -hmm. nfts than you would have gotten from any record label deal and you got to keep your copyrights which is so huge and a lot of artists that we've had on this show have said similar things right we had blau who's a big dj said he made more money in a weekend doing nfts than he made like in the last number of years doing music steve aoki said the mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, this this is just absolutely eye-opening stuff. And it it has actually changed your existence, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, like you said, I was homeless, couch surfing, trying to figure things out for a long time. And to know that there's like this beautiful world where I could just put art that was sitting in my hard drive, some of these pieces, or sitting on YouTube um, and put it up as an NFT. And people are really connecting with it and buying it for extraordinary amounts. Like I have a music video that sold for $50,000, you know, um, that, Completely shifted my life Um, at the time, too. We were just coming off the pandemic. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm okay right now. I'm going (laughs) to be all right. Um, So, yeah, this thing has completely changed everything and allowed me to connect with people in a different way that I haven't before, because I was so caught up in competition, so caught up in like all the other schemes that come with being a musician. Right. Like worried about boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. And now I'm like in a really dope place where I feel a lot more freedom.
0: And you're in control of how it all works, right? You were saying record exactly. labels, we're going to give you 10 to 15%. I think you're getting 30% on the sales and you're basically dictating those terms.
1: Oh, I'm getting 100% on my primary sale, 30% on my royalty. So there that you go. Is, that's a difference. That's a game that changer. Exactly, exactly.
0: Absolute game changer for somebody trying to uh, to come up. Now, what you're doing, in addition to the artistry side of it, is you've now linked up with a company called Zora. And to me, this is like absolutely inspirational. Tell people a little bit about Zora, how you linked up with them and what exactly that you're doing with them, uh, specifically Zoratopia.
1: Yeah, so Zora is a Web3 NFT protocol that pretty much means that we offer public goods and codes to people to build their own marketplaces, own sites, whatever they want within NFTs and Web3. I started working for them in June of 2021 because I was such a huge fan of Zora and everything that they offered. They were like, yo, do you want to just work with the company? And I was like, absolutely. And it was brilliant because because I'm an artist, and I think most companies that are in NFTs and Web3 should bring on an artist to be a part of their company so that they can really move in the direction that artists need. So started working for them and then was getting DMs Way too much. I mean, I was getting like 100 DMs a day and I was like, OK, everybody's really interested in Web3. What can I do to really just, you know, educate a lot of folks at one time? And so I started Zorotopia, which is this educational platform that I started on a Zoom call, just a seminar where I was just basically giving people the information in the way that I know it. Um, very layman's, very easy peer-to-peer kind of conversations on Web3. It started with 40 people. We have now 3,000 subscribers, Wow. Um, which is amazing. And then we did IRL events where people got to actually meet us and perform. Happened with Web3 artists and like big events incredible.
0: like South by Southwest yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, major, major events.
1: Yeah. So we did South by Art Basel. Um, we've done our own in Oakland and a bunch of different places. And now we're becoming like our own little division within Zora, um, which is so incredible.
0: That's awesome. Who's coming to these events? Are these like aspiring artists? Are these just fans of yours? Or
1: oh, everyone comes to Zoratopia, all types of people from all walks of life. We've had headliners like Nick Jenkins. Kilo Quiche, um, Vic Mensa, and a lot of dope, like actual artists in the label systems and major systems, come to Zortopia to just hang out and get to know the community, um, which has been really cool because it becomes like a family vibe. It's not just like this, you know, show. It's like mm-hmm. an actual like moment where people feel like they get to know. Web3 and get to know each other.
0: And you're a face and you're a voice now that's become a leading voice in the space. I mean, so I'm sure people are coming to you with questions and I know you're trying to onboard people and kind of show them the benefits. I mean, first off, what kind of questions are people asking? And then what's your pitch? How do you say it?
1: People usually ask, what's NFT, obviously, and then how do I get in are like the main ones. So In person, it's kind of hard to talk about because you got to kind of show the whole walk. But I usually say an NFT is a... It's anything that you really want it to be. I know it's a non-fungible token, but nobody knows what that is. So I say (laughs) it's anything you really want it to be, right? And it's something that you're pretty much trading to someone for some sort of energy, like uh, Ethereum or whatever coin that you feel they want to give you. And so basically, you can make it a music video, a song, an art piece, a a piece of um, writing, whatever you want. And then you put it on a marketplace I always push Zora, obviously. And once you put it on that marketplace, you could release it in different ways. So you could do an auction style where you only are selling a one-on-one. Or you could release it as additions, which means you're selling many of the same piece. Or you could do a drop where it's many of the same piece. And then they're like, okay, what does that mean? And I'm like, have you ever been to an arcade You haven't played a game at an arcade before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's similar to the same kind of experience where you're getting coins at an arcade, you're putting it into a slot, you're playing the game, and then you're receiving something out of that. And so that usually clicks for people. And then they're like, all right, show me more. And then Mm -hmm. I, take them to Zorotopia seminars.
0: It's pretty wild. I mean, just a couple of years ago, couch surfing, and now all of a sudden, like, not just like, you know, doing this, but like a leading voice and you've got a community. And I think that's the key thing is having the community, being a part of this this group. And, and crypto and Web3 certainly is a great community. Hopefully we, we're coming out of the uh, this uh winter of, uh, you know, (laughs) valuations. It seems like things may be on the upturn again, which is exciting. But, uh, you know, people, I think just it was head down. And I think we really maybe got rid of a lot of the bad actors in the space. And I think now, you know, you're seeing a lot of the, uh, you know, the authentic people that are still around and believe in this for the long term. And I know uh, that you're one of them. Uh, One other thing I just want to have you address also, um, you know, just as a woman of color in this space, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously not many, right? So just how has that experience been for you? You're uh, certainly, I'm sure, have some things to say about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it gets pretty wild, you know? Um, This space is highly white, male-dominated, and most of the times it's crypto bros who are DMing me like, what's up, sir? Um, GM, GM. (laughs) GM, GM, you know, but um, at the root, I know that I have a responsibility because I think this this like tool is bigger than just that. Right. This tool is really going to change so many marginalized communities lives. Like I've seen it happen like beyond me. I've seen artists like Jamie Cornelia come in, Charm Taylor come in, Iman Europe come in like these and like empowering women and non-binary artists pull up and feel like they have this opportunity to change their whole lives and that is why I do this and no matter how ridiculous that side could get I'm always like on this side we're about the culture we're about the community we're really about the people uprising and changing their system so excited about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, how big a part of the future of music can you see all of this becoming? Because it's relatively new, all the technology, but it, it seems like the possibilities are endless. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think this is going to become the new contract, like smart contracts will become the new contract and just make this more seamless, more transparent so everyone can see what's going on. I think the biggest issue with contracts in the past was that they're not transparent and you're receiving no data and you have no idea what's actually going on in the background. So now with blockchain, we can actually see every detail of how transactions are moving, where their money's coming. And I can't wait for the label who just is like, this is the one, this is, we're going to take this on and do this. So I know it's going to come very soon.
0: Yeah. People are going to need to adapt because uh, the future is changing. Are there any other parts of the web three sphere that are, uh, you know, interesting to you? I mean, have you looked into the metaverse thinking about doing a show there or, uh, you know, maybe any other avenue?
1: I mean, I'm so I'm engulfed in Zorotopia right now and, and everything, but I love all the tools that are coming up, like Sound XYZ, Catalog Works. Um, I'm a huge fan of the metaverse. I love Mona, who's like one of my favorite metaverses out there. And I'm I'm just so proud of everybody just running because I know that quote unquote there was a bear market or a winter market, but I feel like this is a time for people to build. Um and Everyone is doing that. So I'm really hype about that and just everyone that's doing it keep going that's all I gotta yeah, say yeah
0: the positivity is uh, is exciting coming from you uh, where can we see you uh, either performing as an artist or uh, doing the Zorotopia thing next
1: Zorotopia will probably be in LA next for NFT LA and then we're gonna be running to ATL soon so you'll see me rocking over there and then um, yeah I have a new project coming out in May so really excited about all of that
0: by the way you said you're a rapper but I noticed there's some dance remixes of some of your tracks too so people definitely <laughs> should check that out is it Seb Jr. And I think Ilias and Barrientos did some mixes on some of your tracks, right?
1: Yeah. I'm really big in the electric and dance scene. And I got a really dope record with Honey Zijon out right now, too. So really, really into that world, too.
0: Crushing it. So a very inspirational story. Like she said, she was homeless and couch surfing not long ago. And now she is one of the highest paid artists in Web3. And uh, you just spoke recently at the uh, Fortune Magazine uh, Women in Business Expo as well. Did you not?
1: Yeah, I just did. That was really incredible, too.
0: (laughs) So, Latasha, get to know the name. Uh, I'm so glad we had a chance to speak with you, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon to hear about your uh, latest successes.
1: Thank you so much, y'all. Really appreciate the share.
0: That was my conversation with Latasha, one of my favorite conversations so far on this show, and a story that we are hearing more and more these days from artists wanting to take control of their career and turning to Web3 to do so. In just a few short years, Latasha has completely transitioned her entire existence thanks to Web3 and NFTs, and now she is taking things a step further by using her platform at Zora to share her experience with anyone who will listen and changing others lives in the process. It's very obvious that this is a trend that is starting to pick up steam and will become a bigger and bigger story as we go further into 2023. Special thanks to everyone who makes Crypt on the Beat possible Sarah Bentley, Roger Coletti, Bill Crandall, Jen Derwin, Emily Doherty, Mike Spinella, and Chris Wotherspoon. I'm your host, Annie Valentino. Crypto on the Beat is a Serious XM production. Serious XM Podcasts.